So if you've been on Instagram lately, you know that the summer 2021 category is enjoyment. It is enjoyment. Like there must have been a PSA, a notice, maybe an email sent out that some people may have missed because the category is enjoyment. Scrolling down your timeline is predictable these days. Wedding, engagement, baby shower, no sleep. (laughs) Wedding, engagement, baby shower, wedding, wedding, travel, proposal, travel, proposal, engagement, baby shower, we're expecting, wedding, wedding. That's all you see on your timeline. And we love that for everybody because on this side, we believe in celebrating others. And so it's amazing to see. It's amazing to see that we are indeed growing up and we are now the people that are expecting and being proposed to and having weddings and reaching all of these milestones that we used to just scroll past and like, now we're actually living it. And it's amazing to see that and it's amazing to be a part of that. But today I want to talk to the people who seem to miss the memo, the people who are kind of watching everybody else advance in life and feel like they're not in that season, the people that are still building, the people that are still wondering, the people that are still wandering, and they aren't necessarily being celebrated maybe they're just doing the celebrating, it could be very difficult to feel like everybody is advancing, but you're not. It could be very difficult to feel like everybody's in their next season, but you're not. You may feel like something's wrong. You may feel like you've done something wrong. You may seem like you've, you may feel like you haven't prayed enough, haven't sowed enough, haven't spent enough time with God. But is it really something that we do? What happens when you miss the memo? Let's talk about it. Society, welcome back to the Sassy and Save podcast. It's your girl T back again, bringing you conversations worth having. What does it mean to be a woman of God? What does she look like? Join me week after week as we navigate biblical womanhood together. Let's dive deep into topics not talked about. Uncover and discover biblical truths, and most importantly, build a society, sorry, society of kingdom women. So if you're with it, let's talk about it. So everybody's getting married. Everybody's being proposed to. Everybody's traveling, starting new jobs, expecting babies, having babies. It seems like we're in a season where people are just reaping the harvest. I'm sure we can all agree that 2020 stole the most valuable thing that we have in life, which is time. It stole time from many of us. And it seems as if people are now reclaiming their time and reaping the harvest of everything that was stolen from them in 2020. And I honestly love to see it. If you know me, if you follow me on socials, if you know me personally, I personally love celebrating people. I just love seeing people win. Like it's something that I I just love it. Like I'm just not the type of person that like is bitter or upset when somebody else is doing well or when something is happening in somebody else's life. I don't understand those people. 
I sometimes I'm naive to those people, but I'm I'm just a person that I I just love celebrating wins in people's life because life is hard. We're all out here trying to make it, so it's amazing to see somebody stick to something and enjoy the harvest of all the seeds that they've planted. So, um, I'm definitely a person that just loves celebrating people. I love hyping people. I love seeing people win. And it's so enjoyable for me to see all of these announcements on social media. But I can't help but think of the people who are not celebrating. The people who are perhaps still crying themselves to sleep. The people who are lost. The people who are wondering, wandering if God is still with them. If God's hand is still on them. If the purposes and plan that God has for them will still come to pass. If the things that they've been told in the secret place, in the depths of their heart, through prophetic words, truly will happen because it doesn't seem to look like that. And for those people, I know it may be hard to celebrate the wins of others. And so that's what I want to talk about today. What it's like when you miss the memo. So We know as Christians, we want to be those people who can celebrate others and we want to be those people who can be happy for others and we want to show love to all those people that are around us. It's something that we ought to do and it's something that we should hope to do and something that we should want to do. But we would be lying if we were ignorant to the fact that it's not always the easiest thing to do. And even though I've always been a person who has found it easy to celebrate others, There have been times in my life when I've seen others winning, and as much as I am celebrating them, I can't help but think about when I will win. And I think it's okay to say that being happy for another person and also being sad for yourself are not is not mutually exclusive. I think it's a I think we are able to be happy for somebody else as well as still wonder about when things are going to happen for you. I think that's okay. I think that's normal and I think that's healthy. I think it dips into witchcraft and unhealthiness when you become bitter to the point where you cannot celebrate the other person. Where because you're so filled with sorrow or rage By the lack of in your life, you cannot applaud what God is doing in someone else's. And I think that's when it becomes a little, you know, iffy. And then from that point, it just goes downhill to the point of jealousy, envy, and then you're a full-blown witch, which we will not be in Jesus' name. But I think it is okay for us to be able to say that, hey, I can be happy and celebrate what God is doing in someone else's life, but also still be worried about when he's going to do something in mine, if we're being honest Christians. There were times in my life when I had the opportunity to celebrate others and I still wondered about why things weren't happening in my life. And in those times, based on, I mean, the teachings that I knew and also the voice of the enemy speaking to me, it made it seem as if I was doing something wrong. Because those people have done something right, that is why God is moving in their lives. Because those people have prayed enough or sold enough or worship enough or been devoted to God enough. That is why they're the ones getting celebrated, getting new jobs, making money, getting engaged, getting having children, getting married. They're the ones doing that. And because I'm not doing enough, that is why there is a lack of in my life. But let me just tell you that that is a lie from the pit of hell. God does not choose how and when to bless based on our works. And I think that is one thing we always, always, always have to remember. Our blessings are not 
a reward for our works. God is not withholding certain things from you because you haven't done enough to earn them. That is not the type of God that he is. And I think that's one thing we always have to remember and one thing we constantly have to work to unlearn, that God does not withhold certain things from us because we haven't done enough to earn them. There is no checklist that you go through before you're ready to go through certain accomplishments before you're ready to enjoy certain privileges before you're ready to enter into certain seasons of life. There are lessons that you need to learn before you enter certain seasons of life. So it's not about how much you've prayed or sold or fasted or 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 done to achieve or attain the things that you seek. It's rather about because of what those seasons entail, God needs you to be equipped to handle, maintain, and excel in those seasons. And sometimes the equipping takes a little longer than we expect. Sometimes the equipping takes a little longer than we anticipate. And so we feel like we're being delayed or we feel like we're being denied, but we're actually being prepared for the next season. And I believe if we can switch our mindset to see our quote unquote delays as preparation, we would find more joy and more understanding in the seasons that we are in. Every season of our life accompanies an assignment. That means in every single season, there will be an assignment for that season. As we are people of God, women of God, men of God, we know that our lives are lived for the glory of God. And so every season of your life accompanies an assignment for his glory. And so I'll use my life, for example. In this in, my, in this current season of my life, where I am unmarried, my assignment is sassy and saved. And the different tools I use to fulfill that assignment is this podcast that you're listening to, the sassy and saved community, shop sassy and saved, etc, etc. Those are all tools that I use to fulfill my assignment. And in, But in this season, my assignment from God is sassy and saved. Now, in the next season of my life, will be marriage, for example. In that season, my assignment may switch or I might need to increase in capacity because I'll be given more to do. So I'll still have sassy and saved, but I'll also have a husband in whom I need to serve and do life with to the glory of God. He and I together will have a joint ministry of our family and anything else we decide to do for the glory of God, as well as my individual assignment, which is sassy and safe, and his individual assignment, whatever that may be. Then kids come in. Another part of my assignment will then be a mother. So not only will I be a disciple through Sassy and Save, I then will also be a wife serving my husband to the glory of God and also a mother raising kingdom children to the glory of God. And so on and so forth. And in different seasons of my life, more is added to my plate. And now the amount of kids that I may have is different from the amount of kids that you will have. The husband that I will marry will be different from the husband that you will marry. The things that the vision that he will have for our family is different than the vision your husband will have for your family. And so God needs to prepare me to be able to handle whatever 
whatever is coming my way. He needs to prepare me according to my assignment, according to the man that I will marry, according to what we will do together. And in this time, through Sassy and Saved and through every other area of my life, through being in a local church, through my friendships, through my family life, through um, my career, even through everything that I'm doing in this time is preparing me for what is to come. And that's the same thing that's happening with you. And if you begin to see and understand your season like that, you'll understand why this may not be your season to step into certain seasons. You may understand why you need to spend a little bit more time in this season. You may understand why you cannot rush into the next season or you're not able to just jump into the next season because there's a lot more that you need to unlearn. There's a lot more that you need to unpack. There's a lot more that you need to learn so that you can make better decisions in those next seasons, so that you can break generational patterns in those next seasons because some of you are coming from families where nobody gets married, but because God is going to use your marriage to change the trajectory of the bloodline, he needs you to spend a little bit more time learning, a little bit more time training, a little bit more time unpacking, a little bit more time unlearning, a little bit more time by yourself so that he can show you who you are, show you his heart, show you his plan, show you his purpose for you and your marriage, show you what marriage truly is because you never had an example. And so that's the reason why you're still in this season because you're learning so that you can be better so that everybody that comes after you has a new foundation to stand on. And some of you are coming from families where struggling is the norm. But because God wants to use you to bring generational wealth to the bloodline, again, you need to work a little bit harder than everybody else. You need to start working from a younger age. You need to hustle while you're in school. You need to work a full-time job or a part-time job all the while learning, balancing two major areas of life just so that you can begin to learn the necessary lessons, so that you can begin to learn to save. You need to find out how to Invest. You need to risk. You need to take those risks. You need to lose some money just so that you can know, just so that you can learn the lessons, just so that you can learn the way, the formula, the strategy, so that you can acquire wealth, so that when you pass it on to your children and your children's children, the lineage will begin to see that because of insert name here, that is why our family is wealthy. Because of insert name here, that is why everybody in our family stays married. Because of insert name here, that is why the women in our family are successful. Because of insert name here, that is why I could walk in my calling and my purpose. Understand that even though you are in a season right now that seems that it's prolonged, a season right now that seems like you've missed the memo, a season right now that seems like you're not winning, it's not that you're not winning. You're being prepared. You're being prepared because you are the foundation for everybody to build upon. Nobody left you any foundation, and I'm so sorry about that, but God has chosen you to be the foundation foundation for everybody after you. And so you got to do a little bit more and work a little bit harder and take a little more L's and be prepared for a lot longer than everybody else. And keep your head down and stay humble and sit at his feet and wait until it's your time. But in that time of waiting, guess what you can do? You can still celebrate everybody else. You can celebrate everybody else who is currently reaping their harvest as you plant your seeds. You can live a life that is willing, pleasing, holy, and acceptable to the Father to show others, to show the world that on this side 
It's not about what we're doing or what we have or even what we post on social media. It's about being where God wants you to be at every given point. And there's nothing better than knowing that you are in the will of God, even if it seems like you're delayed to everybody else. Remember that you are not on the world's timeline. The only timeline you're on is the Lord's. So you can do things at your own pace because life is not a race. And you can be calm and you can be confident about your future because you know that God is in control. And you don't have to live in the fear of your past because you've learned the lessons that you needed to learn and you came out stronger. So you can trust yourself and know that anything that happened back then won't happen again because now you know how to spot it. And ultimately... You can rest in the fact that God is not going to play you. And if your steps are ordered, you can trust that whatever didn't work out wasn't for you. Because you are right where God wants you. So don't despise your season. 2 Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slow about his promise. As, the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you. Not wishing for any to perish, for, but for all to come to repentance. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. So the actual definition and meaning of this scripture is the fact that the Lord is not slow in coming back and returning. Because we always say the Lord is coming back, the Lord is coming back, the Lord is coming back. It's been said from, from years from years, years, years ahead, even in the time of Peter, it was said. And it's still said today. And so... What Peter is saying is like, the Lord is not slow about his promise to return, even though we see it as slowness. It's like, when is God coming back? But actually, he's patient. He's patient because he doesn't want anybody to not go with him. And so he's waiting for everybody to come into repentance before he comes. That is what it actually means. However, when I was reading it, I don't know, it just spoke to me in a different way. So I'm going to... Um, utilize the scripture in that way just want you guys to know though that the original meaning is the original meaning but just like all scripture that can be used for encouragement inspiration and by revelation ministered to us i'm going to share with you a revelation that i received from the scripture and so it says that the lord is not slow about his promise as some count slowness but slowness but is patient toward you and I think that relates a lot to our individual lives because sometimes we see the move of God as slow in our lives. We're waiting for God to do something and it seems as if it's not coming to pass. And so we count it as slowness. God has said that he is going to do a certain thing and we have not seen it. We don't even see the signs of it. And so it's like, when is this going to happen? God is moving too slowly. But the next part says, now, not, but he's actually patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come into repentance. And in the same analogy, because of his love for us, he wishes before he gives us or before he manifests his promise, he is patient to us 
to allow us to be transformed. He is patient to us to allow us to learn what we need to learn to maintain. He is patient to us to allow us to unlearn so we don't ruin or sabotage or perish that which he sends us. And so that was the revelation that I received from this scripture because many times we pray for certain things or we want to see the promises of God manifested in our lives and we're wondering how come it's not coming to pass? God said this, how come it's not coming to pass? But we have seen in scripture and in the lives of many, maybe even in your own life, where the promises of God come to pass, but people ruin it by their own folly. Saul is the example that sticks out to me right off the bat. God chose for Saul to be king. That was God's choice. God put him there. He ended up being king and he ruined it himself. And so David became his replacement. And that happens in our lives so many times where we pray for something or we know that something is coming, but we don't prepare for it. And then we find ourselves in the midst of the thing that we prayed for and we destroy it with our own hands, with our lack of knowledge, with our character or lack of character, with our attitude, with our behavior, with our sin, and in so many other ways, simply because we did not prepare enough We did not learn the lessons we need to learn. We did not unlearn the things that we needed to unlearn so that we could be successful in the promise of God. Because when God promises a thing, it's going to come to pass. If he says it, it's going to come to pass. We know that. But will you be ready to maintain it? Will you be ready to preserve it? Because at the end of the day, God gave us dominion on this earth. So anything that he gives us, he partners with us. He gives it to you, but you, it's, once it's in your hands, it's yours to take care of. If you pray for a child and God gives you a child, it's your job to raise them. You cannot sit down and look up to the sky and say, God, raise this child. No, he will give it to you, but you got to do the work after that. And so sometimes what we consider the slowness from God in the manifestations of the promises that he has given us is actually his patience towards us because he knows that we're not ready to handle them. So sis, if you didn't know, the reason why you're in this season is because you're supposed to be. The reason why you're celebrating everybody else and doesn't seem like you're being celebrated is because it's not your time yet. But rest assured, That doesn't mean it won't come. It just means that now is not the time. Keep your head down. Keep learning. Keep growing. Hide yourself in the Lord. And indeed, he will make all things beautiful in his time. Until next time, Sassy and Saved Baby. Hey, it's Teresa, and you have been listening to the Sassy and Saved Podcast. You can keep up with us on Instagram at sassyandsave.co. And if you haven't already, make sure you rate and review this podcast. Last but not least, if this blessed you, don't be greedy. Make sure you share it with your friends. Until next time, sassy and save, baby.